With certain songs that I play here, right? You know, you gotta let that motherfucker play out, boy. In some cases, you just gotta let that bitch play. Okay? That's just one of them songs that you just gotta play all the way fucking through. Yo, man, this is King No Uncensored, man. And I'm, you know, this is the new shit. The new hot shit on the streets right now. This episode definitely gonna be called Nuck If You Buck because... That's all that who needed to finish their opponent off was the books. But let's get to business. Let's get to that good business, y'all. Good business. All right. All right. 
We're going to talk about Milwaukee and the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to start at game five, y'all, where the Milwaukee Bucks were, you know, they had everybody but Giannis. But the Hawks were still without their golden goose ice tray. In game five, the Milwaukee Bucks ended up beating the Atlanta Hawks 123 to 112 as they should. On the Hawks side of things, they obviously did miss Ice Trey a little bit. But uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich had 28 points on 10 of 22 shooting, 7 of 16 from 3. But that was pretty much like their only bright spot. I mean, Danilo Gallinari had 19. Lou Will had 17 points on 8 of 16. John Collins had 19 points and 8 rebounds. But obviously it wasn't enough for Mike Budenholzer for the first time this season made an adjustment that was actually worthwhile. And you have to give kudos to him, even though he's arguably the worst coach in the league, in my personal opinion. But I know a lot of people are going to say, well, he was so good, then why are they here? Well, Giannis is a big part of why they're here. Chris Middleton coming and going. You know, Drew Holiday's pretty good. They have a good team, but, you know, they've just never been where they are supposed to have been until this point here. Chris Middleton shot 50%, 26 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. Not bad. Drew Holiday, though, 25 points and 13 assists. He's looking like that, that 3 and D player that I felt like should have won Defensive Player of the Year. Because, I mean, who was he checking? He might have been checking Lou Will. Uh, 17 points. You know, you just don't want Lou to score 30. All right, Brooke Lopez. That was the bright spot of the game. Brooke Diesel. Brooke Chamberlain. 33 points and 7 rebounds. Man, that boy was looking like Shaq on the offensive end. He was incredible. Big. This was a big game for him. In a time where... Middleton's supposed to be stepping up. Brooke Lopez says, hey, move that shit out the way. And shoots 14 of 18 from the field. 14 of 18 from the field in 33 points. I'm not going to say Middleton didn't do anything. I'm talking about he's supposed to be this wonderful number one option and a serviceable number two when in all reality I think that Drew is the true number two option but there has been great number three options in NBA history that have come and saved the team you look at a guy like Chris Bosh who was a third option on the Miami Heat he would have big games he would have game saving blocks game saving rebounds and you know was a 41% three point shooter then you look at Kevin Love in Cleveland he was very serviceable. He had a 38-point first half. There's been great, good fucking, you know, third options. So, I mean, then you had Bobby Portis averaging 22 points. I mean, no, not averaging, but he scored 22 points. So you look at the Bucks scoring. Middleton at 26. Drew Holiday had 25. Brooke Lopez at 33. Bobby Portis had 22. Pat Coddington had 9. Now that is how you spread the pie. This is how the Bucks should be playing 
instead of just going through just Giannis, I think that every option out there was worthy of touches. And Portis started in Giannis's absence and did a very good job. Bobby Portis has been very big this playoffs. Just as big as Middleton and just as big as Holiday. I mean, if you look at the crowd, they're just yelling, Bobby, 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 Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Bobby, definitely that killer nigga, shooter nigga, pop Zan, pop perk, pop this, pop that, smoke this, lead that, smoke this, do that type of nigga for the Bucks. So shout out to Milwaukee as a team for getting it done in game five. Now, game six, which was last night, the Bucks won again by 11 points, 118 to 107, because in that first half, um, I mean, that third quarter was when the Bucks solidified it as theirs because Middleton had like 23 points in the third quarter. He had a big third quarter. Um... But the Atlanta Hawks almost came back and won the goddamn game. But on the Milwaukee side of things, Drew Holiday almost got a triple, fucked a, almost fucked around and got a triple double. Freaking niggas left the right like MJ. I got a sight. Today was a good day for Drew Holiday, okay? I mean, he was 4 of 12 from 3. Not necessarily great, but he shot 11 of 23. That's pretty good. Four steals, two blocks. He had five fouls. Jesus Christ. But 27 points, nine rebounds, nine assists for Drew. Drew Holiday. All right, we got Chris Middleton with 32 points. He had a 23-point third quarter. So, I mean, honestly, Middleton should have had a 40 buck. I ain't going to cap. You know, he's supposed to be this wonderful number one option and a top five player in the league. You know, that's that's according to, you know, certain motherfuckers. You know, I'm not going to say their names. But hey, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton did what they were supposed to do, which was close out an Atlanta, a wounded Atlanta Hawks team who was, I mean, Ice Trey tried to give it a go. We'll get to him in a minute, but they were without DeAndre Hunter, who probably if they would, if, if, if DeAndre Hunter was there, I think that the, this, this shit would be going seven games. That's just me. Middleton did have seven turnovers, by the way. <laughs> Had to bring that up, right? I'm a petty ass nigga. But hey, Brooke Lopez, 13 points. Uh Bobby Portis at 12 points. Pat Connington had 13 off the bench and eight rebounds. Jesus. Jeff Teague had three was three of three from three and 11 points. Milwaukee finally got their shit together as they had six niggas and double figures. Now, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, ever since he got he- uh, damn near healthy, he's been firing on all cylinders. Um, we got uh, Bogdan with 20 points. Okay. Um, we had Cam Reddish. Now, um, that motherfucker is a problem. I was telling and warning niggas about Cam Reddish. When he came into the league and Atlanta drafted him, I'm like, Cam Reddish is going to be good one day. But I felt like he wasn't getting enough clock in Atlanta. But Nate McMillan 
improvised and put him in the game and ha he had 21 points off the bench six of seven from three he is dangerous people he he could start next year him and hunter and then with bogdanovich and herder coming off the bench next year my god danilo gallinari 13 points atlanta has six niggas in double figures of their own but it was too little too late as the Milwaukee Bucks advanced to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1974. And yes, I'm reading that without the paper. Ice Trey was ice cold. What's cooler than cold? Ice cold. As he shot 0 of 6 from 3. 4 of 17 from the field. Man, Trey, Trey, Trey. You just I know you're excited to get out there and you came back from injury. But I hope you learn from this situation that you just got to... Take your time, young man. Mama used to say, head-ass nigga. Becky with the bad hair had an off night. I'm just saying. Guess that shimmy has shimmered on down. <laughs> no more shimmying for Trey Young. <laughs> I'm just being petty. I don't hate Trey Young, so I'm just talking shit. But Land of the Eliminated, the Atlanta Hawks. What do they need to do in the offseason? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I think they have what they need to do really is give Trey an extension. And I mean, keeping John Collins, I mean, I know people are gonna offer a lot of money, but it just depends on how much. If a team offers John Collins an over-the-top deal, I wouldn't um, necessarily take it. I mean, shit, you can move Onyeka Okungwu to the four spot and then worry about... Or you can start Danilo Gallinari at four. So, I feel like this, y'all. Damn if they do, damn if they, if they don't on John Collins. I think John Collins is a, a solid, productive player, but he's not worth, like, the max. That's just personal. That's just me personally. I wouldn't give him the max. I'd give him a lucrative deal, but not the max contract. But, um, let me also check, like, Who's the free agents before I give a prediction on the NBA Finals? Let's um, let's take it there, shall we? Let's look at the uh, free agency. All right, all right. Sport rack, sports rack, what you got for me, baby boy? What you got for me, baby? All right, we got Tony Snell, who's a free agent. That's good money off the books. We got Lou Will, that's a free agent. Good money off the books. That's that's 19 million. I just said back to back. Chris Dunn, good off the books. John Collins <laughs> on his rookie contract. Jesus. Solomon Hill. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know how much they are over the salary cap because. Um, We look at the free agency, you know, Chris Paul has an option. I'm pretty sure he's going to opt in to Phoenix to run it back. 
Why would you? Why would Chris Paul opt out of a thirty-nine million dollar contract? That would be that's stupid. Use your common sense. Now Kawhi Leonard, however, Kawhi Leonard really don't give a fuck about money like that. He wants to get paid, but you know, light little thirty-four million coming off the books for the Clippers if he does decide to come off. You know, a lot of people have him, you know, going other places, but I see Kawhi Leonard opted in. He's going to give the Clippers another shot because they went the furthest they ever went in franchise history. And that's a good look. So then that leaves Conley, Lowry, who's unrestricted, by the way. Hmm. DeRozan, Otto Porter Jr., Oladipo. None of, one of these players Atlanta could use. So if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, I would re- try to resign John Collins. And to match any offer except if it's too extreme. But I think Atlanta's going to be really good next year. I think they're going to, you know, make it to possibly the second round, depending on how they do in the draft. So shout out to the Atlanta Hawks for uh, an excellent season. Now let's move on to who's going to win this thing. Bucks and the Suns. Well, I mean, it depends on the health of, G- of Giannis Antipo-Negro. Because if Giannis is not healthy... Phoenix could win this series if Giannis is not healthy. But my thoughts are, oh man, this is a tough one. If Giannis Antipo Negro is healthy, I'm going to go with Milwaukee in six games. Now, I'm not being disrespectful to the finest sons, the finest sons, the finest sons. But I just think it's Giannis's time. Because I'm not 100% sure if Giannis is going to get another opportunity like this. Now, it's a double-edged sword with Phoenix because every team they play, somebody was hurt. Now, don't get me wrong, in that Lakers series, Anthony Davis did play in four out of those six games that they played, and Anthony Davis had two 30-point performances. But I felt like even with Anthony Davis down, I think LeBron, with his so-called leadership and so-called GOAT ability, should have finished them off. But Devin Booker said no, and so did CP3. Even an injured CP3 said no. Your time is up, old man. Hang it up. I'm just saying. So, and then also, they ended up playing a Denver Nuggets team that was without their best playoff performer, which is Jamal Murray. I'm just saying, like, Jamal Murray is like, in the playoffs, he's like a walking 28 points per game. And I still probably would have went with Phoenix to win that series with Murray there, but it probably would have went seven games. And it would have provided a lot of adversity if Murray was there. Then they ended up playing um, the Clippers, who were without their best player in Kawhi Leonard. That's 27 points gone. And I really would have picked the uh, Clippers to win with Kawhi Leonard there. Without Kawhi Leonard, Phoenix had him. Right where they wanted him. 
So it's a double-edged sword because I know everybody loves Chris Paul. You know, that's probably why they're picking Phoenix. And Devin Booker's been on a tear. I completely understand. And the role players like Michael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, and uh, Jay Crowder, they were all stepping up when they needed buckets. But the Bucks have the most dominant player in the series, which is Giannis Antipo Negro. If he is 60% of the man that he is right now, Phoenix is done. Okay, they'll be, but they're going to go out swinging. And I definitely believe Milwaukee's going to win this series, especially with Middleton's contributions, with Drew Holiday's contributions. And the question is, the real question is, that Aiton versus Lopez matchup is going to be a hell of a matchup. Brooke Lopez was blocking shots now. I'm not saying he's going to lock up Aiton. I think Aiton is going to do well against Lopez. Average his usual 18 and 15. But the question is, can Aiton stop Lopez if he's allowed the opportunity to shine? Because a lot of the offense is going to go through Giannis. And then also, will Giannis use his teammates? That's going to be another question. And will Bobby Portis be... Just as effective off the bench as he was when he was starting in Giannis's role. Those are many questions that I have for this series. And will Chris Paul? I mean, like I said, if I'm Milwaukee, I am. I'm putting Middleton on Chris Paul. Middleton's not the best defender in the world, but he does have the wingspan to like at least put a hand in his face when he's shooting those mid-range jumpers. I'm putting Drew on Devin Booker. Because Drew can slow him down. Now, Booker is still going to average 22, 23 points per game. But he's not going to average 27, 28. Not with the, with the, with the farm hands of, of Drew Holiday on him. And Giannis Antetokounmpo-Negro, I mean, honestly, low-key, I ain't going to lie. I would put Giannis on Aiton. I'd switch up and put Giannis on Aiton, maybe. Alternate a little bit because, um, shit. Giannis probably going to be checking Jay Crowder because the Suns lineup is uh, Paul, Booker, Bridges, Crowder, and Aiton. So I'm pretty sure that Crowder is going to spend some time on him and Aiton's going to spend some time on him, leaving Lopez open. So I expect the Milwaukee Bucks to uh, beat the Phoenix Suns. And this is no shot at Chris Paul, but I feel like the Bucks have the best player available. I think Giannis, with all this time to rest, he would have been available for Game Seven. I hope I hope y'all knew that Giannis was subjected to be available if there was a Game Seven. But I do believe that the Bucks role players are just slightly that much better than the uh, Phoenix Suns role players, and that will be the difference. Now let's move on to Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. Nah, Keith Sweat wasn't Keith Sweat. He was Keith Sweat. K-E-I-F. Okay, Keith Sweat. This man was singing to a cup of Ciroc. 
in a wine glass. This nigga was oh no 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 they don't really mean no there you go. The sweat hotel needed to go under renovation. And we're gonna do the, that scorecard, and then I'm gonna get the fuck out of here because I'm already gone 24 minutes talking about these playoff performers now. I'm gonna do a live scorecard once again. All right, so the night started off with uh, Keith Sweat, something just ain't right. Oh, no, no, baby, no, no. <laughs> Versus Bobby Brown's Don't Be Cruel. You know I gotta go, Bob. And then Bobby Brown was not Bobby Brown that night. That nigga was Bob. That's what the new edition members call him, Bob. He was Bob, not Bobby Brown. Because Bobby Brown needed an oxygen tank. This man was well past his prime. He still had the moves now. Not bad for a man that's eight and a half months pregnant. Not bad. Bobby Brown, man. Shout out to Bobby Brown because you can tell he was clean. Because he doesn't have the lockjaw anymore. The motherfucker had chapstick on, man. Pause, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't like that or nothing like that. But you know what I'm talking about. You know, the crackheads have those fucking Tyrone Biggum's lips. You know what I'm talking about? But, yes, I got Don't Be Cruel. Why? It's fucking Don't Be Cruel. All right, we got Key Sweats Make You Key Sweat Gonna Make You Wet. You know, his background singer sing better than him. Versus Mr. Telephone Man. There's something wrong with my line. And I doubt my bit. See, once I get into that shit, I be into that shit. Listen, man. I'm going I'm to I'm lay that shit right down, man. Because I'm, a, I'm biased towards anything Bobby Brown and anything New Edition. I'm just going to let y'all know off the rip. You know I'm going with Mr. Telephone Man. Is you crazy? Now, make you sweat. It's lit. Now, uh, Keith and Bobby were saying a, little, a couple, uh, quite a few suspect things to each other. It's gonna get hot in here. Oh, it's hot already. Yes, yeah, rock. Thank you, rock. That that And nigga Bobby said, "Drink responsibility." Woo! <laughs> Yo, did y'all see that Afion Crockett and Spice Adams? When he was mocking DJ Cassidy, a.k.a. Ryan Leslie. You're my diamond girl. You're the one to put the rock on. Now listen, man. That, that nigga said, wave your hands in the air. Holler back, player. <laughs> the stunt double. He knocked that bad boy out ten times out of ten. DJ Cassidy is a super fucking cornball. Afion Crockett, you a funny ass nigga, dog. You stupid, man. Even Spice Adams couldn't control his cool. But anyway, let's continue on. Round three. We got How Deep Is Your Love versus Jealous. This jealous girl baby. Oh, baby. Now, this time, I'm going to go with, with Keith. I'm going to go with Keith on this one. Jealous Girl was a good, was nice, though. That was a good idea, man. Shout out to Bobby Brown for pulling out new additions. Jealous Girl. Now, round four. Hey, 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 before we get to round four, right, Bobby 
<laughs> was gonna sing his part, but he was but he Keith Sweat said you ain't gonna sing. And Bobby was like, man, hell no, I wish I would, motherfucker. That's just like Ralph Tresvant when he sings in 2021. He can't sing Candy Girl like Candy Girl. No, that nigga like Candy Girl. Oh my world. You know what I'm saying? With the baritone, bitch. But anyway, he sweats. I'll give all my love to you versus Bobby Brown's girlfriend. I got Bobby Brown girlfriend, so Bob has a 3-1 lead. Let's see if he can protect that 3-1 lead. I remember the very first time. Man. Nice. Round five. Keith Sweats, How Do You Like It? Part two featuring Left Eye, Busta Rhymes, and, I, and LL was on that bitch? I don't remember. Fuck, but I know Left Eye was on it because he played... And then we got uh, Bobby Brown's Girl Next Door. Uh, I'm going to go with Bob on this one. Not even the great vocals of the beautiful left eye could save Keith. We got round six, Keith Sweat's Right in the Wrong Way, which is one of my favorite Keith Sweat songs. Versus New Edition Hit Me Off. I got to go with New Edition Hit Me Off. Hit Me Off was a number one. Right in the wrong way wasn't no number one in the whole world. That shit might have been number one on the R&B charts, but that's not the reason why. I know all the fucking words to Hit Me Off. She was the finest thing I've ever seen. Looking like a natural queen. I said, let me... Dog, don't get me started. That Home Again album is a certified fucking classic. No skips. None. That whole album, I that's that's my religion. That's like the Bible. That's like Jehovah's Witness. That's like Buddha in the Quran. You heard? Ain't no way I'm picking right in the wrong way over hit me off. You crazy bitch. Anyway. He sweats. There you go telling me no again. There you go versus you don't have to worry. Now, this is where I had an impasse, but right now, I think I figured out what I'm picking. As biased as I am for New Edition, I got to go with Keith, Uncle Keith Sweat. There you go telling me no again. That's a classic. You remember that nigga pelvic thrusting in New Jack City when motherfucking uh, Nick Ashford was telling the little kid, Oh, no, baby, you can't get reach for the cake. You got to reach. You got to uh, You gotta wait now. <laughs> we got... Uncle Keith, Speecher and Snoop, come and get with me versus, and I know you getting bored, dealing with him. Yo, y'all niggas got to run around the house and do the drop kick, nigga. You got to run across the house and do the drop kick, nigga. I mean, I'm going with Uncle Keith on this one, but... People was waiting on Bobby to bring out that Ja Rule thug loving, but he just used that shit against come and get with me, which was a bad idea. All right, round nine. All right, I got it right now. Bobby Brown five to Keith Sweat three. Keith Sweat. 
and Cut Close's Get Up On It versus Bobby Brown's One More Night. I gotta go with Uncle Keith, man. So we got four to five. All right, number 10, we got Keith Sweat's I Want Her versus Bobby Brown. I gotta get away. I got to get away. All right. Now, I got Keith Sweat, I want her. Boom, 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 boom. That's the height of New Jack Swing right there. That's that motherfucking Teddy Riley classic sound, bitch. Is you crazy? I love Bob, but goddammit, I want her as this survive, dog. Boom. I'm just saying, dog. Okay, now we got Guy Less Chill, which was written by Key Sweat, by the way. The pin game, bitch. The pin game. This is what some real niggas that grew up in that era knew about Keith Sweat that could possibly damage Bobby Brown is the fact that Keith Sweat is a writer. And in this round, he put Let's Chill out there versus Bobby Brown, That's the Way Love Is. And I got to go with Let's Chill. Gotta go with that. Round 12, we got Silks. I wanna get freaky with you versus beautiful. Yeah, I forgot he got a song with had a song with Damian Marley. That shit was hot. For the, for two weeks it was hot. <laughs> I gotta go with Uncle Keith, dog. So we got seven to five. Keith Sweat. All right, we got. Keith Sweat's Keep It Coming versus Bobby Brown's If It Ain't Good Enough. That's that reggae vibe, nigga. Bobby Brown was in his little reggae bag. I got to go with Uncle Bob on this one. I got to go with Unc. Congratulations on your delivery, Bobby Brown. God damn it. Now, round 14, we got LSG's My Body versus We Got Something In Common. And I got to go with My Body All Over Your Body, Babe. That shit. My body was a vibe. LSG was a vibe. And yes, both Bobby Brown and Key Sweat had Johnny Gill in both of their respective groups. Even though, no disrespect to Gerald LeVert and, and, and Key Sweat, but Johnny Gill was a, a welcoming, welcoming presence in New Edition. Have y'all heard Boys to Men, by the way, by uh, New Edition? Johnny Gill was like 14 years old with a Teddy Pendergrass voice. I'm like, nigga, you ain't even 30 yet. And you got Anthony Hamilton voice. <laughs> and then Johnny Gill can go from high to low to the mid to the baritone to the soprano. Give Johnny Gill his fucking flowers. God damn it. Anyway, I got Keith Sweat over Bobby and Whitney. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, Whitney. Don't fuck me up. All right. We got round 15, Keith Sweat Twisted versus Humping Around, and I got to go with Uncle Bobby. I love Twisted, but Humping Around, bad idea. Now, round 16, Just Got Paid versus Bobby Brown's I Want to Rock With You, Baby. I want to rock with you. I got to go with Just Got Paid. And yes, Keith Sweat wrote Just Got Paid. It's Friday night. The ultimate I had a hard week at work song. And Friday night, I'm going to the club and I'm going to get fucked 
up, ladies and fellas. I can't believe this website pick rock with you over just got paid. Stupid motherfuckers. And then we got round 17. Uncle Keith sweats make it last forever versus Bobby Brown tenderoni. I got to go with make it last forever. Yeah, like in the wood. Make it last forever. That was that song. <laughs> Y'all remember the wood? But um, anyway, yeah, I love tenderoni. I'm biased towards tenderoni, but it's not better than make it last forever. Stop playing with Unc. Both of my uncles was drunk. Keith Sweat could not handle the Ciroc. That nigga Bobby was singing, drink responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got round art 18. LSG featuring LL Cool J, Lil Kim, and Busta Rhymes. Curious. Damn, I gotta download that song. That's worth a download. Versus Bobby Brown. On our own. On our own. That's a song I always forget about, but when it come on, I be getting hyped when. On our own. That's that. That is that shit, boy. Yeah, Bobby Brown killed that shit. I got it right now. Uh, Keith Sweat, 11 to Bobby Brown, 7. Next up, we had... um, Keith Sweats, Don't Stop Your Love versus Bobby Brown, Every Little Step. I got to go with Bobby Brown. Every little step I take, you will be there. Every little... Man, listen. That Tiana Taylor and Bobby Brown performance of that song was a classic. For that Mother's Day shit, that was fire. Then we got round 20, Nobody versus My Prerogative. And I got to go with Bobby Brown, My Prerogative. But the final score is I got Uncle Keith Sweat winning 11 to Bobby Brown's 9. But the common fan would say it's a tie because we celebrated two of our R&B greats' legacies. And Bobby Brown was the king of R&B. Rocks and blunts, ribs and barbecue, goddammit. Because that nigga Bobby Brown do got his own barbecue sauce and shit. But... Um, you know, I just got, I just got Keith Sweat winning this shit. Barely. I knew it was going to be close and I knew that Keith Sweat had a chance to win because of his pen, but Bobby Brown didn't stay with the new edition bag long enough. And he was picking some of the wrong songs to go against Keith Sweat's bangers. So, Uncle Sweat is the winner. But them two niggas was gone. And speaking of me, I am gone. I'm about to be up out of here. This is a very entertaining show. I'm out.